Is your customer's information protected? Are you sure? Well, the Data Protection Act is now law, which means that you can be fined up to 4% of your total revenue if you're found in breach of not protecting your customer's data. I'm Khalila Reynolds, and it's time for another episode of Money Moves JA, brought to you in partnership with Exim Bank's Business Advisory Service, giving you the tools to grow your business. On today's episode, we have back with us CEO of T-Tech, Christopher Record. Welcome back, Chris. How are you? Thank you for having me again, Camila. I am doing good. Speaking of again, so the last time you were here, the Data Protection Act was just an act. It wasn't quite law yet. It was and unbecoming. It was almost there. Yeah. There were a few steps that have to happen. So now it's law. Give us, give us the update, because there are a few things that yes. were kind of confusing me earlier. Yes. So the upper house and the lower house, have, they have passed law last summer. The Governor General has assented the law. In other words, he has signed it. So what's supposed to happen now is that the minister is to give an effective date of the law, right? So what we have seen happening in the media recently is that there was a full-page full page ad that came out in the newspaper um, with job descriptions around all the various persons for the commissioner's office. And so, so we know that something has started. And then more recently, there was an invitation for... Uh, not to call it board members, but for committee members to, uh, forming the committee that will make the, the office of the information commissioner. I'm not too sure what Jamaica is going to call it as yet, the final name, but invitation for committee members to form that committee. Um, let's call it the commission right, at a high level, right? So that happened just again. This is a last week. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's brand new. So things are happening, and for us as practitioners out there, we realize, all right, these guys are getting serious. This thing is about to happen. So. We're kind of putting, putting people on notice, guys. This this thing is, is, is right on our, our, our doorsteps right now. Okay, so it's passed into law, yes. but it's not effective yet? How is okay, that what does that mean? <clears throat> so the law is there, but then in order for um, anyone to be fined or anyone to be, you know, not in compliance and all of that, there has to be an effective date. In other words, giving people time to uh, put their house in order, call it that. So that effective date has not been announced by the um, by the minister responsible yet. When you look on the law, it actually says it's in there that uh, that effective date is the next thing that's supposed to happen. Okay, so what is it? Is it that they're giving people more time to comply before it becomes effective? No, I think what is happening is that the, the minister has to put the, the organization together. So this law will be, just like any other commission, there has to be some sort of a commissioner or some sort of an office that's now responsible um, for compliance. So you, you put in that house in order. You're hiring the people, you're hiring the commissioner, you're hiring the various um, support staff and legal people and all this thing around. But the, the effective result is that businesses do have a little bit more time while they do all of that. The effective result is that. So that's why we are trying to say, hey guys, you have a little bit of, oh, you have some time. So we start to become aware of what's going on, start to, start to learn to understand what's necessary, start to learn to understand the organizational measures, the IT security measures, start to learn and understand all of these things. So that's where you come in to well, tell us yes. what we need to do to make sure that we are compliant when this thing actually does become effective. Right. So what do we need to do? What do we need to right. know? That's the do. first thing. Um, in other words, it's going to take a period of time for businesses to understand the law and for them to come to realize, okay, 
what do I really need to do to register in this commissioner's office? Because once you're dealing with people's personal data, and, and you recall the last time we were here, I did make a, I made a statement that was, you know, somewhat a cause for contention and cause for debate. The whole uh, thing about the emails, yes, right? Oh, people yes. were, oh. People were up in arms about <laughs> it because, you know, I, and it's, it's, it's good. But it was fact. It was fact. Yeah, was they fact. just didn't know they and didn't it surprised people. It. They didn't understand it. Right. So all that happens sometimes is that there is a, um, yeah, they call a misunderstanding, but there is information and information is subject to a lot of different interpretations. Right? And so the interpretations that were out there around that specific email, who owns your email statement mm -hmm. that you made, yeah, there are some lawyers that look at it one way, some you know, privacy scholars looked at it another way. But the fact of the matter is that once you're processing people's private data, organizations now need to have policies in place to let people know. Um, if, if you, for example, are a service provider doing work for a company and you now need to handle their let's say their staff, their, their staff's um, names and addresses and um, date of births and anything that can identify that person, you don't need to have an agreement with each other as to how long you're keeping that data, what it is being used for, and that you are giving them permission and that the staff needs to also know who else has this data because there's a lot of companies out there that outsource their payroll, for example, to other companies. And you're working for a company and have no idea that your payroll is outsourced. Right? So, when this happens, unless there's something happened to the payroll processor and the data is accidentally leaked out, there was a cybersecurity event, and then now you, all of a sudden, your name and your, your image and your date of birth and your um, whatever various other um, private data information is now public, and what happens? Mm -hmm. Who's now responsible? Is it your employee that's responsible? Is it the person's processing that's responsible? So all of these things now are now those things that people now need to start to consider. So even if I have, because I'm, mm -hmm. I'm here thinking, is it basically every business that needs to register? Because mm -hmm. most businesses, you know, you have employees and you collect data on your employees. Yes. Yes. So is it pretty much everybody that has to go register? Pretty much everybody. So that raises another point because there are some organizations of certain sizes that have the resources to handle all of this internally and a lot of businesses don't have the resources to handle it internally um, which is why you know for us one of the things that we went and did is partnered with a, a, a privacy firm a firm that is they're putting together their business plan around helping people design privacy and that's what they're doing they're saying look guys this thing is not not simple not everybody can do it so let's help so, so, so let's help with advice, let's help with training. So for example, one of the things we're now doing is we're coming on you know, board training, advising board of directors as to, okay, what's your role in this thing? Um, advising the management teams in the organization, what's your role in this thing? And just kind of giving as much information as possible. Okay, so step one is registering with well, the commission. getting prepared to register. Commission. Right, getting Get, prepared. Right, because the commission isn't set exactly, up yet. Exactly, so getting prepared to register. Use the, use the time. Use the time right now. There are several organizations. So how do you it. prepare to register? Okay, good point. So one of the things this is doing what we call a, a, well, an assessment of how much private data do you have, personal private data um, do you actually process in your organization? Where is it used? How does it flow? Um, how does it come into the organization? So you gave an example a while ago about payroll. Or, you, or another example about just you having an HR department and you're hiring people. Mm -hmm. That information comes in all right, what's next? You know, I, um, I have sat in a few sessions where we're doing the data mapping and where does the data move to? 
So that's one of the things that companies need to figure out. Where does data come in? Where is it, where is it saved? Where does it move to? What happens next? What happens when the person no longer works with the organization? Is it then um, destroyed or do you keep it on file for X amount of years? Why? All of these things. So they're going to ask you all of this when you go to register? Yes, when you go to file. You have to present that map. It's a, it's lot. a lot of work. It's a lot of work. I feel like they're going to have challenges with getting compliance. You might not be incorrect. <laughs> <laughs> but then there are penalties for not complying. <clears throat> The penalties are huge because it is percentages of your revenue. And it's not up to Revenue, the, not profit. Revenue. Global revenue. So wherever Ooh. you are all over the world. How much percent of your revenue? Up to four percent. So there are actually two versions um, of, of, of yeah, you know, two percent and some four percent. Up to four percent. Let's just keep it at that. Mm -hmm. As a simplest way. So yeah, it's huge. Um, and in other jurisdictions that have these laws, we have seen where the commissioner um, they have come out swinging their axe, and you can shut people's business down. Mm. And some of that has happened in other jurisdictions. But um, the expectation is that here, uh, you know, there will be some leniency within the first period, whether it's a year or two, that is given. But we are, we are out there talking about it now. We are out there helping people with um, technical measures to put in, and we are out there helping people with organizational measures. Just informing them, just going through this type of process. You know, it's a two or three hour discussion, training, if you want to call it, where we're informing folks what to do and how you need to do it. Right. So huh, I know this is a very difficult question to answer, but we have a lot of small businesses that watch this program, small business owners, even medium-sized right. business owners who watch this program. And watching this and you're thinking, okay, so how much is this going to cost me to, to do all the things that you're saying that right. we need to do? Do you have a ballpark figure as for, a, let's say, a small business <laughs> Uh, five employees. So what we've been doing over the past two to three months as we make some offers, right? We've been helping folks just start with the um, um, with the data, well, just with the initial assessments as to where the uh, privacy is. We call it the DPIA, right? And we've been making very entry-level offers just to kind of say, okay, with an investment of an initial set of investment numbers where we start. With the with an investment of let's say you know two thousand US dollars, here are a bunch of things that we will do. We'll come in and tell you where you are and tell you um, what's possible. And we may even start with some sort of a data mapping and kind of say, okay, here's a start. Here's what you need to do. and kind of give you that list. So at least when you, when when, we, when when the team leaves, you know where you're technically, right? What's weak with your with your IT security, cyber security measures, and where are you organizationally? We have the right policies in place. So we're, as our own team, we're actually doing all that work right now. I mean, every day um, we have some sort of other type of um, component of this that we have a team member working on. Is there anywhere that we can find like a checklist of the things that we need to do? So with the, with the folks that uh, attend the, the seminars that we've been putting on, we send them we send them a checklist um, publicly working on a page to put all of that there, but this is all new and fluid. I don't want to put anything too hard and fast down until yeah. we see. Boy, I see this being a big challenge, especially with those <clears throat> penalties for non-compliance, trying to figure out if you have a limited budget, limited staff, limited revenue, and trying to figure out how to do all of this. A lot of people are going to be trying to, to DIY it, and where do yes. we get the information? Yes. So, well, the first thing is that 
anyone can go and just search for the Data Protection Act 2020 and download it. But not anybody can read or understand a piece of legislation. Well, you know what happened? It's actually not massively difficult to read, right? Um, <clears throat> you have the eight standards that you kind of go through, and yes, there's all the supporting jargon. Yeah, someone kind of legalese reading. But once you go through it, you kind of have a high level understanding of, of, okay, this is what this thing is telling me. It's not all here in Jamaica, by the way. In the mm -hmm. Caribbean, we have Barbados, and that's passed a similar act, and Cayman, that has passed a similar act, right? But I think Cayman is a, a little bit ahead of us because Cayman actually have their commissioner in place, and they've actually handed out some sort of a rulings already, findings that, you know, data pe um, a, a data owner has found that their rights have been um, breached and they have reported it and things have started to happen, right? So we're not there yet, but we're getting to be there very shortly. All right, Chris. <laughs> Anything else that we need to know before we leave? <clears throat> well, at a high level, you know, if an organization have a, if they, if they are public or just have a board of directors or a board of advisors, the board needs to own this risk. They need to be asking questions around, um, you know, Mr. Management, Mrs. Management, where are we operationalized, you know, by operationalizing any of these activities that need to happen? Are, it's on your, is it on your agenda? You need to know what's on your agenda. Um, so, you know, at a high level, that's one of the things that I'm telling people right now. Get aware of what's going on with this specific act. All right. So that's the first step, awareness, awareness. And that's why we're here. Thanks again, Chris. Delita, thank you very much. Right? Much appreciated. Right. And here's a recap of Chris's main points. Although the Data Protection Act has been passed, it will not become effective until the government has the relevant authorities in place to ensure monitoring and compliance. Companies should use the two-year transition period to get their houses in order by assessing the extent of personal private data being processed. Companies who fail to adequately protect customers' data could be fined up to 4% of their revenue in the next two years. That's it for this episode of Money Moves JA, brought to you in partnership with Exim Bank's Business Advisory Service, giving you the tools to grow your business. Visit their website at eximbankja.com and visit my website, kalilaranos.com, where you can read a summary of this episode. Ha, 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 ha.